We thought we'd include you in the conversation now. We've just had a great conversation. Yeah, all, all by ourselves. All by ourselves. Yeah. Um, I guess to dumb it down a little bit, because we did go into like Git and repos and stuff. We're, we're, I say we, I have started, yeah, I have started a collaborative sync vault for the PKM-ish community. I say ish because there's like, what what I have in my head is not necessarily going to translate to what's going on because that's how the world works. When you think, oh yeah, I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> yeah, turn it upside down and like put it in a tumble dryer and see what comes out. <laughs> I've no idea where that came from. But yeah, no, no nothing goes to plan. That's the most beautiful analogy I have heard from you. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> that, that, that's how projects turn out sometimes. Uh, but yeah, so the idea, the plan is at the moment, my notes, my public notes are obviously public on Obsidian Publish, but I want to get some collaborators in there because there are people that I know know more than I do about certain topics, certain areas, because they're a professor in said thing, or they've written 20 articles on X thing. And I'm like, yeah, please contribute. Tell me what's going on. So it's kind of a me learning whilst facilitating the education of other people because i feel like the pkm space we're all very similar we all care about learning to some extent we all care about cognitive science and ecological psychology to some extent uh, and we all care okay about okay i just want to interrupt here i don't think as many people think about ecological psychology. well they don't know they think they care that's probably the better way they don't know they care and i've been having conversations recently um because i did a workshop recently and i used some of the concepts i mean i went with gestalt first because it's slightly easier to understand so i use the cycle of experience and then i'm just like oh and then we then we let me just go this way a little bit and then all of a sudden oh everything makes sense now yeah and i'm like we are like one percent of the iceberg right now i'll just i'll just sit down and wait before I dive any deeper and scare the shit out of all of you. We, I mean, when I said they're interested is most of the topics people talk about, they don't recognize as ecological psychology because they're not familiar with the terms. But when you say, oh, you need to create an environment to build your habits, you need to put your shoes at the door so it's less friction for your habits, that's creating affordances in an environment yes. that you're working in, which is ecological psychology. Um and that is in Atomic Habits, one of the biggest books, when I say biggest popular books on habit formation and creation out there. It's not necessarily accurate, but it's popular. Um, <laughs> and it... <laughs> I really don't like that book. I, uh, I just have a visceral reaction when anyone, someone, someone recommends that book. It's like, oh, no. No, because there is so many issues for me. I mean, I'm not even talking from a science base. It just, it's just, it, it makes it basically lacks all of the nu nuance and makes a shit ton of assumptions. Which, for That's me, what makes it a popular book, though. Yeah, but oh, you you need to give science without context for it to be popular. That 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 that's how it works. <sighs> um, yeah. Anyway. And then people are obviously interested in PKM stuff. <laughs> so the oh my god, the Discord go away! I'm just going to leave Discord up in the in the background because at the moment it's just popping up on my screen. It's just annoying, right? So 
And PKM is also what? Oh, I'm in a different. I was trying to use my hotkeys in the vault, and it's not the same vault. So the hotkeys. Like, <laughs> why aren't you doing the thing? Oh yeah, different vault. Um, so that's the sync vault we're trying to talk about. PKM tools is also what people are interested in. And at the moment, there isn't really, from what I can see, and I would say I'm quite versed in the PKM space, I can't see a go-to document, blog, page to find out really what's going on. Like You could go to a Roam page or someone's Roam blog or an individual blog website somewhere but they're all individual blogs talking about their personal experience on something. They're very personal. When you look at how you do academia, there is some sort of collaboration, whether you have been uh, audited by someone, whether you've collaborated with someone and most academic articles, I think all of them are peer reviewed by multiple people in the PKM space that that sort of doesn't exist at the moment. And that's, kind of what I want to try and do. I want to bring some peer review collaboration to the documented space because the second brain stuff is great, but builds upon extended cognition and the hypothesis of extended cognition, which a lot of people in the second brain community don't realize or recognize. But a lot of people in the extended brain um, world don't know of the second brain. Yes? I think people are starting to. I've seen a few of the bigger creators finding the books I mean, I've been pretty like, I love this book. This is the good book. Everyone should read this book. This is actually a book you should read. Don't read Tiago Fortes. Read this one. It's harder to get into, but you are going to get way more out of it in the long term. I think I think a lot of people who might, and I'm making assumptions here, who might read that book won't enjoy the book. Uh, and the book I'm talking about is The Extended Mind, I think it's called. I don't Annie Murphy Paul, that one? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Which is, it's not like, it's not a gem pop read, I don't think. <laughs> no. <laughs> which, which is, I'm slowly chewing through it because I just don't have any time or any capacity right now to think. But I'm slowly getting through that book. And every time I read, even just a few pages, I'm like, ooh. Mm. I... I actually find the original paper by Andy Clark better. Yes, I have read that one. Yeah, not because it's more dense, it's nuanced, it's scientific or anything like that. It's just a really nice overview of the way the philosophy came about. Because, I mean, he's the guy that pushed it, really, Andy Clark. David Chambers is the other author, but he hasn't really done too much on the extended cognition field. He's moved elsewhere because philosophy is massive. But I find the paper a really nice sort of setting stone. And I think if you can get through that paper and mm. understand what the points are and what's going on, it really gets you thinking and going. Uh, mm. And I mean, my extended cognition brain page, hypothesis page, has loads of resources in there that have helped me, obviously, because it's my notes. But I want to have that in a, a collab setting on on somewhere that I can be like, hey, this is what's going on, read through it. And if you find something interesting, add to it. Because it's much easier to have 20 people find references for something than one. This is my thing. It's like, I've got so many ideas of things that I want to research and want to look into, but just don't have the damn time. And I want to get lots of people. And there are some things that I've seen. So something that I've been 
playing with, especially on Twitter, because Twitter is, I think, the worst place for this kind of content. It is the lack of nuance. It is so <laughs> surface level content that it does my head in. Now, usually I just get high and mighty on my high horse and then fuck off um, and not read it. But this time I made a different decision. <laughs> and went, what do you mean? Someone was talking about value and you can see my Twitter. I don't post enough to know, so you'll know exactly who it is. But to their defense, they did actually provide more and i kept poking and poking and poking because i wanted to understand which <clears throat> i think that's really helpful because in the business and my brain's like oh this could be good on the business sphere because everyone has these methodologies or these things that they use and the way you run your business but nobody talks about them from a researcher's perspective of like sharing experiences and so my brain's like oh this could be fun and some of the big things that I could contribute to this thing would be the business stuff. Exactly. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. And because my yeah. brain's just like, oh, because I it's in so many things here. Like I have a wealth of knowledge of things that I've taught myself over the 10, 10 12 years I've been in in varying forms of business. And I'm just like, imagine bringing all that. So what I'm thinking is because the idea of the collab vault is for it to be on publish instead of my personal notes, because my personal notes up there, let's be frank, no one's looking through my journal pages because who cares? <laughs> um, and then when it comes to the note, that's for the queries, though, isn't it? That, that That's that's for the queries of the journal. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I do look at your, I do look at your journal page. Going, oh, he's looking at that. Oh, that's interesting. Boop. Let me go see. Uh, okay, okay. Um, but yes, mainly the yeah. queries. But, yeah, that's what I thought. And then the notes pages. Most people don't go into the notes folder because the notes folder's got all my source notes in it, and there's like three thousand source notes in it, and no one's going to look through at blah 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 psyche. They're going to go to the working page. Most people, because I've seen it on Google Analytics because I have it linked, go to the learning page. Or they go to extended cognition or note taking. Like they're they're the three they're the three pages that people go to. How many uh, people go to extended cognition? I have a horrible suspicion I'll be home most of those. I'm just like extended cognition, Danny. <laughs> I have created a note of your note now. You are a source <laughs> note because I'm just like, yeah, I'm not. I don't have the time to do the research. Why don't save my time and look at yours? And then final the that's literally the point though. That's literally yeah. the point of it. And and what I want to do is replace my publish with the collab publish. So, mm. so I can still use my vault for me. But it means all of the helpful notes that I have are in a collab vault that other people can contribute to, similar to Wikipedia, not quite the same. But that's sort of like the I guess you could say inspiration. It's not the inspiration, but it's like the building blocks. But in my vault. I've got all the other stuff, which I think is, for me, easier because it means in my vault, I don't have to faff about with all the other research and stuff of all the other notes that I'm not doing or dealing with at the moment. And what I was thinking while you were talking is I have the research, mostly academia, around the philosophy, the ontologies, the ideologies, epistemologies, etc. Pedagogy, andragogy, blah, 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 blah. Insert loads of words that ends in ology. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or ology. <laughs> yeah. Um, in... Okay, sorry, um, You've got the ologies and ologies. <laughs> inside the 
the uh, expertise of coaching, uh, what is that? I think it's a 96 paper by Co. Uh, irrespective. They they <laughs> literally say the sciences and then in brackets, ologies. Like it's oh. pro- professional knowledge, ologies. And I was like, yes. And that's in an academic paper. I'm like, yes, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I've got all of that sort of stuff and a fair amount of research to back it. But I'm only applying it into certain contexts. And because mm. it's a collab vault, you can do your business research and literally just backlink to that page and be like, hey, there's that thing. Or if there's a block ID, you go, oh yeah, there's that thing. So you don't even have to do the research. You could just you could just block ID or backlink to whatever page we've already done. And then yeah, someone else adds useful. to it. So it what what I envision envision, there we go. Um yeah. <laughs> You I, got had, like, I had two words in my head. I'm like, it's not that word. And it's not that word. It's a combination. Oh, yeah, it's that one. Uh, is my... Obviously, it won't just be my note system because other people are going to collab and that's something we're going to have to work out. How do we do this? Um, but my research system inside of Obsidian is quick. It's simple. It's easy. And I don't think it's complicated either. I mean, no, it's it's, I, I basically replicated what people do in Wikipedia just in Obsidian. So the markdown looks a little bit different but it's Obsidian, so it's going to be different. Uh, and because we have all of those features, and I think it's fairly simple, anyone that comes to Colab could just add to it, which I think is nice and easy. I, I would personally, if I was in your shoes, I would use your your system because it's... it's. I think it'll be more... What where I'm at now? I've just come in the vault. I'm about to create a personal page, but I don't know where to even start. So because that's like, I don't oh, have anything to start with yet. Exactly. <laughs> so one of the first things I would do is bring in. Um, <clears throat> I would bring in your like template for notes, or for like those pages oh, yeah. for search, because then that's a thing that we can all follow. And yeah, we can flex around it in our own personal pages. But that's something that might be a good idea. One question I do have, though, is how will sync work if we're both working on it at the same time? Well, like like I've said, working on the same page at the same time doesn't work nice with sync. That's the the biggest limitation with Obsidian Sync. There are two workarounds that I have in my head at the moment. One of them is pretty obvious and pretty crude. Don't work on the same page as someone else. Um <laughs> But obviously, that isn't going to work all of the time. So even if you're not synced, when it tries to sync, it's going to sync up the most recent changes. So there's going to be conflict issues, which can be a pain in the ass. The other option is to utilize Git. But that requires technical understanding. Yes. So that is one of the the hurdles that we as a contributors community are going to have to sort of figure out figure out how that's going to work and what's going on um yeah i'm I'm not sure i'm not sure i mean git would be the cleanest well yeah i mean it's literally what git was built for <laughs> like edit editing things at, at the same time pushing and pulling different requests and making branches of edits that's literally what git and github was built for um which is why it makes sense yeah, it, it just does. <laughs> uh, one thing that I do quite like about Obsidian Sync is you have the version history so I can see what's going on. I still need to figure out because you can, on normal sync, you can rename your sync device to desktop, PC, iPad, whatever. 
I'm still trying to figure out if I can be like Danny. <laughs> like put Danny on my PC and then in the sync log it would say Danny made these changes. Mm. Because essentially I am a device. You are a device. <laughs> like the other collaborators are devices in the sync collab vault. Uh, so that could be something that works so you can see the changes through that. I don't, I haven't experimented again. Like I made this vault yesterday. So when I say we're at the beginning, we are right at the beginning. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's what I'm looking to experiment with. And I think there is a lot of potential. And once I've sorted out the Git side of stuff, I may do a video explaining how to collab with Git, but I think that's going to be a project for the future. At the moment, if you want to collaborate, use sync. I, I have a limitation in the vault at the moment that says only edit on your page <laughs> because that way you can't sort of like <clears throat> conflict with anyone else. Your button's not working. Um, when I push the button, it works for me. Yep, it works for me. Couldn't oh. find specified template. Works perfectly for me. Does exactly what it's meant to do. Cool. Uh, we'll that in a minute. Yeah, we go go into the code block. We can troubleshoot this now. Go into the code block. What does it say? Name push to create a personal page. Type note. Main collaborators forward slash new person template. Action new person template. Yeah, that's exactly what I've got in my button. So that should be working. Uh, but when I press it, it says couldn't find the specified template. Please check and try again later. Even though I open temp. Oh, hang on, it's templates. That doesn't matter. Do I have templates on? That might be a thing. You should do. It's a core <laughs> plugin that's automatically activated. Who bloody knows? <laughs> okay. Template folder location. Oh, it doesn't show the folder location. So it doesn't automatically set the folder location in the templates setting in the core plugin. Um... You have to select that. But now if I do that, there we go. I'm done. Right. Cool. Nice to know. Uh, yeah, you've just created a new person because I saw I was I was about to delete it because I thought it was the one that I just made. <laughs> so I was a, I was about to delete your page. Um, make sure you change the name of that because it creates a page called new person, and if the next person tries to change the name, it's going to say can't do that. We've already got one of those, which is kind of like a fail safe. If someone pushes a button and doesn't change the name, if someone else tries to push a button. There's already a page called new person, so they can use it, which is a nice fail safe. Uh, <laughs> Um, so one question I have for you. Did you just check? So if you go on the sync log, does it say Jonathan Stewart? Because I changed my device name to say my name. Oh. In sync. Uh, it, it doesn't say John, but it's got you. Like your, I guess, username as the person that made the, the change. Interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check some of the other ones now. Does it have their... Oh no! It yeah. has it has Danny PC for me. Interesting. <clears throat> Version sync log Danny PC Danny PC Danny PC. Yeah, nice. So it's got. I've just think. What does mine say? Uh, yours says uh, your J Stewart UKS Mini, and then your your name, and then so, your email. So... Interesting. Just just make an edit, do something, and then it'll sync the change. 
you you can look at the version history you know that right yeah I, yeah i know okay so i'm thinking now uh yeah it's already synced the change for me hmm yeah it's got a longer version maybe it maybe it takes time to update i don't know uh, yeah cause i've called the i've called the device <clears throat> the the device name so I, I just rest I restored the older version. Did you get the change? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Oh, wow. There's like four changes already. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This, this is the sort of thing that I'm excited by with the collaboration of Obsidian because it's doable. Like, not many people talk about it. I mean, not that many people use Obsidian in comparison to other tools. Um, and they don't think of Obsidian as a collab tool because it's not a cloud tool but it's doable and i think i was talking to uh, talking about someone talking to this about some talking that... to someone about this there we go my brain was like what um <laughs> on twitter talking to someone about this on twitter there we go uh, and they were saying that it's not doable not possible or no one does that and i was sitting there thinking I don't think anyone does it because no one's really done it. Like yeah. I don't I don't know of anyone publicly talking about a collab vault that isn't using something like Git and GitHub on the back end that requires a lot of code because the Obsidian Hub, yes, people can contribute to it, but requires you to understand pull requests, push pushes and Obsidian Git and how Git works and then download the vault and then don't do this thing. And there is a lot of code jargon in there. I mean, I've only just done my first ever pull request. <laughs> I've been using Obsidian for over two years, almost two years. Um, but with this, you, if you have sync, if you have a sync account in Obsidian, add email, work. Yeah, it's just so much easier. Mm. So, I mean, we've got, I mean, there's three people in there at the moment with main collaborators, but I think I've got a couple of other people that are on the, not necessarily the waiting list, <laughs> um, but I've got them in in the vault. So I've got how many emails? Because this is something else. I'm curious to see what the limit is. So at the moment I've got, oh, it's uh, there's two other people that have an added thing. I think one of them doesn't have sync yet, but I'm not sure. And the other person just hasn't added their stuff, uh, which is fine. Or maybe they've gone in, had a look, and then just left, not pushed the button. Uh, because the button don't work. Yep, understandable. <laughs> or they just saw the code because <laughs> they didn't have the button. Because you're also going to need to change that setting on... So when people sync, they need to make sure that they've set up the core plugin. So if they go to core... Or I plugin... make it easier and yeah. just tell them to do a page. I guess just tell them to do it rather than have a button. I do like the button and I would like to get it to work. The I, you, you, like, you like the button too. I like the button. I like buttons. The, I still the, have to set up some buttons in my vault because I'm just like, ooh, button. The, the only thing, with, well, you can see how the button works. So you can just yeah, go in. It's actually really easy. I'm just like, oh, is that it? Oh, okay. Yep. The config window basically takes you through which lines to put in. Um, oh, nice. So push control P, type in button, and it will come up with make a new button. Um, but yeah, so with the only thing with the button is when you look at the markdown doc on the github side because it shows the markdown is it doesn't show the button it shows the markdown but no one's going to be i don't think anyone's going to be editing from github they will use a fork go into obsidian <laughs> and then do it that way um mm. yeah i I, th I think that's how they would do it 
but yeah oh and, and by the way um i can invite you to the github thingy the private github thing for collaboration so you can see what's going on on the github side as well um just so you sort of grasp what's going on and i think this would also be for those that collaborate that do end up collaborating on this will learn things about code unintentionally because you're just pushing buttons that you've been told to push which is how i've learned how to do most of this stuff with collaborating on the db folder plugin and collaborating on the um data view vault as well because i fought the data view vault into mine and then i just pull the changes so i don't make any changes to it but i get updates because other people make changes and i get updates in my vault because i've got a git fork of it which is nice it makes it easy and then when my when i make a change i can create a pull request for them to push to everyone else or they could just say hey, no and i keep it on my own um, so yeah it's cool. it's nice it's simple it's easy and i'm looking forward to seeing how the project goes but also kind of like nervous like worried <laughs> what's the worry well there's a lot of unknowns Mm. So, and that's just known unknowns. Well, no, because I can't know the unknowns. So, is it an unknown unknown? Yeah, that that was kind of the implication of the. Unknown, I just but... wanted an excuse to say known unknowns and unknown <laughs> unknowns, because it's it just feels nice. No oh, idea why. That's, it's that. it's kind of it's kind of like the the hotkey that I have going between the the uh, live preview and the reading mode. It's Control Shift Space on my normal keyboard, and on my Caracorder, it's Control Alt Space. And when you do it, it's just like it's just nice. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. it literally is. We. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, that's that's the the sync collab idea. And I think from someone that isn't using Obsidian or isn't using any of the PKM stuff or tools, it would be a nice place to go to. Like people can, people in the PKM space can direct you to the vault, the published vault when it is published um, to navigate around rather than having like this long list of blog posts to have a look through. <laughs> like the long list of blog posts can still be in the page inside of the vault but it would be at the bottom as like other references that, to look at in inside of your personal little main collaborator page are you talking are, are you saying what so the for example inside the collab vault there would be a page called second brain i don't know what it'd actually be called and then you'd have the note just like my notes of like the summary, the introduction, what it is sort of thing. And then at the bottom, you'd have other references and in the ah. other references, people so, could you add, must, you uh, must've seen the other references tab in my pages. I have. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was just say. checking what you were, I was like, there's none of that exists yet. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, just uh, as, as a section at the bottom of the page, because there are the way that I would prefer, again, this is something I'll probably have to talk about with the collab stuff is if you're going to reference something, then great, reference it. If there are lots of references for the same sentence, pick two or three good, good quality references rather than 20 videos that talk about the same fucking thing. <laughs> Sorry, it's just annoying when I see references. They're like, hey, look, I've got loads of sources. No, you have 20 individuals talking about it in a video. That's 
there's no difference in quality there. You've just got 20 people saying the same thing just in their own voice. Get a high quality piece. Otherwise, use a couple. (laughs) Uh, And because of the way Obsidian works, I think with footnotes and references, yes, it might look a little bit messy on the Obsidian side in the live preview, but hey, it's Markdown. (laughs) Um, And it's it's the same on Wikipedia. I I still don't like the footnotes. And they're like, what am I pressing again? Oh, yeah, that. Oh, yeah, that. What what footnotes do you use? Do you use the inline footnotes? So where you put like the hat and then the bracket, bracket, and then whatever the word is, or do you use the real traditional footnotes where you put the thing and then you actually put the footnote underneath the paragraph? I don't know. Do you put anything in a separate bit underneath the paragraph for the footnote to go to? As in, do I put text that goes at the bottom? Yeah, so you've got you've got yes. your paragraph. You do, okay. Yeah, I don't use this. <laughs> I now have to ask questions about that. I'll be interested. Yeah, I, I use inline footnotes, but most of my footnotes are for blogs, uh, are for blogs, are for sources. So mm. I have a backlink inside the footnotes. So when you go down to the bottom of any of my pages, you actually get a link to the page that I'm referencing rather than anything else. And I can do that inline the text. Oh, that that I that's the thing I do. Yeah, yeah, okay. That, that, that's what I thought you did, which I was yeah. like. Why do you do the other one? The other one's such a pain in the bum. <laughs> no, I I do that one where I, it's just the bracketing bugs me, which I want the bracketing to link to the other pages, but it's like well, you got three yeah. brackets. <laughs> you got the well, yeah, you got the you got the brackets on the outside to actually do but the footnotes. It looks awful. <laughs> yes, when you're doing the editing. Yeah. <laughs> when you're doing the editing, which is you... what I do most of the time. <laughs> Yep. I wish Life Preview would fix that 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 bit there. Well, that, that's that's a true what you see, what you get editor, mm. like where it only shows the markdown for the bit of text you're working in, not the whole block. Um, but when you look at Rome or Logseek, it's the same. When you click on the block, you can see on the markdown, and they also use tons of brackets. All right, we may have to cut this out, but I I need to know about this, Tana. <laughs> you are doing a video for Francesco. Uh huh. About Tana. Uh huh. Oh, I've done the video. I've sent it. How did it go? How did how how was that process? As well, in making the video, uh, pretty easy. Making the video, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the but video. like so. The video for Francesco, a bit bit of an insider information for those of you that have lasted this long. Um, What Francesco did uh, is he saw that I had Tana access, reached out to me literally within like 10 minutes of me tweeting about it uh, and said, can you do a video? Sure. And he's given us, I say us because I assume there are other people that he's doing tours with, three questions. Question one is basically, what are you using Tana for? Give us a walkthrough. But you're not. I know. <laughs> that, that, that's what I... Because I, I, I watched your video and I was like, why? Why? Does, does he even know you're not... You've not switched to Tana? Watched my video? Yeah, the uh, it was in Patreon. You were oh. talking about it. Yeah. I was like, video? He hasn't posted it yet. He hasn't even responded to the email yet. Yeah, like, I watched the Patreon video about it and I'm like, why? Does he know you're not actually going to use it and basically will probably rip it apart? Because that's the question I had. I was like, <laughs> how... How will that be valuable? 
like how did you make it valuable valuable like what did you do because my understanding <laughs> watch the video. I, I've, I've worked with him before and around and it's designed for his audience just great but i'm just like you are not a good fit <laughs> you are like probably the worst possible person to ask because you're just gonna be like i don't use this i use obsidian excuse <coughs> me I don't use this, I use Obsidian, because Obsidian can do this, Obsidian can do that. And I've looked at Tana, I don't have access yet. I don't know whether I even want it, because I'm not sure I'm even going to bother, because I just... Obsidian. So, um, I, I do say in the video that I've sent to Francesco that I'm doing my own video. So, Francesco, the, the, th the three questions were, give us a walkthrough, what feature are you most excited about, and how does it compare to other apps? It... And it had to be between five and ten minutes. So, <laughs> what are you using Tana for? Nothing. <laughs> what is it? What features are you looking forward to? None of them. <laughs> How does it compare to other apps? Ten minutes. Is that the video? I just it, it could have been. It <laughs> That's been. what I was wondering. Like, that was what I was really intrigued by. Is like how? Yeah. So as soon as I got his uh, DM on Twitter, I knew I was already doing a video on my own channel about comparing Tana and Obsidian. So yeah. I knew the, what I would class as critical views would be out there. So I didn't need to put that in Francesco's video. And most people on Francesco's channel don't understand Obsidian because whatever reason, he doesn't talk about Obsidian like ever, um, even though he's got a course about it. it. When you look at his channel banner, he's got things like, ample note and some other apps that i don't even recognize and obsidian's not there and i'm like how's obsidian not on your channel banner i don't get it i, I don't think it suits his style of working from working with um, him no no but he's got other notes apps on there that like who are they <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i think they're all very i'm just thinking about the notes that he does have on there they are very much like did you see his tana video no Right, right at right at the end, uh, he did like a, a reaction type thing where he he recorded his first reaction to a Tana video explaining it, and he just looked confused, um, which is understandable because Tana is a like I, I guess to use Francesca's word a hobbyist app. There are features in there that are not Cody, but they use. Yeah. that sort of formatting and it's it's an outliner it is an outliner through and through you yeah there are lots of things about tana that are nice like i start the video off basically saying there's loads of really positives and like interesting things but i still can't do stuff in obsidian <laughs> that that's basically how i started saying it's giving like a profit a preface saying it's a really cool app it's got really nice things but it's got limitations. And yeah. The reason, the reason <laughs> I wanted to put that at the start is one to balance expectations because I feel like Tana's got a lot of hype and yes. doesn't have many people saying I don't like this. Mm. Um, which I spoke to Robert about. Robert is like the the PM or the public face, I guess you could say, actually, um, of Tana, and a lot of it's positive, and it's updating this and blah blah. I'm like. Yeah, but there are still a lot of things wrong. And it's not a bad thing because it's still technically an alpha app. Like it's not even in beta. It's just releasing bits and they're bug fixing as they go, figuring stuff out. So it's still right at the start 
of its development journey. But <laughs> if I was to adopt an app, I want to adopt it and use it. I can't, mm. like, I can't mm. use Tana because it's not at a point where I can use it. But it's not meant also, to be at that point yet. I, I don't, and I don't think it will ever get to that point where you'll use it, knowing your workflow and how you work. I don't think you could it could be adapted because it is not an Obsidian competitor. Obsidian, as you said, is on its own. It is its <laughs> Say own that in the video. Thing. Yeah. Obsidian is so, like, not what everything else is mm. that you once you go Obsidian, you just can't go back. Like, I and I really do stand by that because I am in Obsidian most of the time. I open Ocean and I cry and I go back to Obsidian um, because it just allows me to do what I bloody want. I, I saw a tweet. Um, and I can't remember who it was. It was it was one of those random things that like someone had liked it and it appeared on my feed, and it was like uh, something along the lines of Notion works when it until it doesn't, Rome works until you're confused, and then some other things, and it, Obsidian just works. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, it, it does, and that's yeah. the thing. Obsidian just does what you need it to do, and oh, I hope they start the the marketing is improved because they could take notion i think like so I, i've been discussing this with the obsidian teams sort of here and there like i've spoken with um capano who's the css developer basically <laughs> he's the he's the aesthetics person uh, he still needs to update the publish version the obsidian publish um and then i've also spoken with uh joe Ethi, i don't know how you say doesn't say the name um but he's the like plugins person and and managing how they're dealing with community plugins, because some of them are outdated, some of them are broken, some of them aren't maintained, that sort of stuff. So once they've managed the plugin situation, sorted out the published CSS and some of the other onboarding elements, I've also spoken with Glycat about the sync. Because as soon as you have live sync, there is live sync, but it's not live sync. And I think if Obsidian were to tackle live sync, you would have literally Notion, but locally. And I think it's perfectly doable because you look at VS Code, they're doing it. Live Sync already exists in Obsidian. It's just a hacky workaround at the moment. You need to understand code and how databases work and stuff. I'm still trying to figure that shit out. Um, but it's already doable inside of Obsidian. It just needs a the actual developers to look at it. Um, but they're doing other things at the moment. And I said this to my parents, actually. <laughs> it's funny. So Notion, I see Notion as a oh, this will get us money, oh, we'll develop those features, even though the community want all of this stuff. Obsidian is, oh, our community want all of this stuff, we'll develop it, money could get us this way, yeah, we'll leave that for the moment. Like, I, I see Obsidian developing features that the community want, but not what the big businesses and marketing and the rest of it, what they want. They, Obsidian developers, do, it's not they don't care, but they'd much rather have happy users than happy investors whereas notion i feel follow the investors rather than the users yeah and that's the that's the thing they have to like they have to now but even at the start yeah. like how long has recurring tasks been asked for mm. <laughs> since the beginning and they still don't yeah. exist you yeah had, you had better recurring tasks in obsidian at version 0.13 i think is when the task plugin came out and and Notion is a a billion dollar app and still doesn't even they have now. Yeah. simple recurring tasks. Yeah. It is it is interesting. Or seeing... an offline mode. 
Don't you dare try and argue that Notion has an offline mode. I'm not going to. I was just about to say something I'm not allowed to say. So I was like, um, we'll cut that bit out. <laughs> oh, is there something in the ambassador thing? Mm. Ah. I go in there sometimes when I want to see what's going on. Yeah, I, I haven't touched it. I mean, we all know that they're working on uh, offline, but they've been working on offline for ages. So yeah. who knows when it will come out? Who knows if who knows, it'll function? Who knows, who knows if it will? Yeah, there. Who knows if it will work? And that's the that that is the thing about Notion, which has now put me off putting people into Notion. It's like it works if it works. This is like I like the fact that they're releasing new things, but it's bitty. It's not clear, and we don't know when things are going out. Things just appear and then disappear, and I think. That's one, one of, of those things I love about Obsidian. Yeah, it doesn't. The core thing stays the same. And that, I think, is where Obsidian is always going to win. Once people understand the power of Obsidian, people will switch. I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, like, and I think that that's the thing, is that solo business owners will use Obsidian. Solo business owners with ADHD, like all of those neurodiverse, I'm using that because I can't be bothered to say all of the names, but this app is ideal for people like that, whose brains work too fast, for, too fast, yeah. whose brains work in that way. Obsidian is basically the only app and it will become the best app once buttons are introduced and we can put the buttons in which should or they already exist i was gonna say uh (laughs) i am just like i am just like one of the things that i'm going to be doing as we've discussed i can't remember what was on the podcast or afterwards but whatever is i'm as part of a workshop that i'm running two weeks time i am putting a notion uh sorry an obsidian template in there i am building an obsidian template that people can get access to because it works they don't have a learning curve and i put but the only learning curve that they have is sold by buttons <laughs> so this is something that i've tried to i guess like solve um with my videos is a lot of people inside the obsidian community are text-based because they're developers and they, they read articles they read blogs and things I hate text-based help documentation. I hate it. Can't stand it. Um, mm. And I don't think a lot of people like it either. Which is why YouTube is massive. Blogs, not so much when it comes to help content. Like when you look for help documentation, most YouTube. people look for a video first. If yes. there's no video, they go to the help doc. Um, and the reason I know this is because I have created blog posts on my videos. Like, I have a blog post explaining the thing, and I have a video explaining the thing. The video gets far more clicks than the blog posts. So yeah. I stop making the blog posts because <laughs> it's, it's effort that doesn't get returned. Yeah. And when you look at Obsidian, the Obsidian help documentation <laughs> is documentation. Um, and they don't yeah. even have images yet. So, the, yeah. Um, so the help documentation is written. It's limited. It's in Obsidian published, so that's nice, but it's limited. The Obsidian Hub is the same. It's written. I don't want to have to read things 
Mm-mm. I just want to look at a screen and go, okay, that's how I do that thing. Cool, done, moving on. Which Hence is- why we're collaborating on my template, because I know that I can just give them that. Because there's videos and there's stuff that I can actually damn see. And they'll know because they've watched the darn videos. That's why we're doing a collab on this. Mm-hmm. Because because then they don't have to even look at the Obsidian documentation. They have everything in one place, which Notion can't do. Because they have to learn how to use Notion before they use documentation, before they learn. They have to learn the app before they can use it. Learn the app. <laughs> yeah. Whereas with Obsidian, they go to one page and then everything's there. I think that's something that, because I was watching Marie Pauline, for those people that aren't familiar, I would imagine everyone is, but she's a Notion person (laughs) that has a course on Notion. And on her channel, she recently released a video. I don't know whether it was her or whether it was her team. I have a small gripe to pick with Marie, but we'll get to there in a minute. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, Uh, but she released a video that she, she goes over the behind the scenes of her course and how it runs. And I was looking at it going... Oh, we, we spoke about this before the actual podcast. Um, but I was like, yeah, I do that in Obsidian. And she essentially has people go into her, her workspace, her Notion workspace, and they go through the course. You can't edit it, but you can go through the course. Mm. You can do the same in Obsidian. Yes, it'd be Obsidian published, which is what I'm looking to do in the next version of my course. But it's still local. If people want the local version of my course, they can get it. Mm. you can't get a local version of a notion course if you lose internet access for whatever reason you go on holiday and you go shit how do i do how do i do this thing inside of notion oh i'll go to marie's course oh i can't (laughs) You, you, you can't do it um or if you want to put it on your phone sometimes the pages aren't suited for the phone because notions columns and stuff i mean i saw someone um Oh, I can't remember the name. I should know the name because they followed us for ages. Um, but they tweeted about an iPad image screenshot of Notion, and like the the columns of Notion had like overlapped, and the text was it just looked awful. And I'm sitting there thinking, the iPad version of Obsidian is amazing. Have you tried Obsidian on iPad yet? I don't I, have an iPad. I'm using my sister's. I'm doing an update. Obsidian on iPad is like the phone. Is like the mobile app. But also like the PC app with the tabs across the top, it lit- it's it is literally what you would want. The mobile app had an update and it's amazing. I love the mobile update. Yeah, oh yeah, I've looked at that. I'm like, oh, this is nice. I like the new new buttons and the pressy things and ooh. There's ooh. tabs at the bottom. Notion doesn't even have that. Like you have tabs at the bottom of the city. so I can save like four pages. They have bloody tabs. Let's not talk about the fact that they don't have tabs. They don't even have tabs. That's true. Notion tabs. But, like, we are we are in a world where fucking Microsoft has just put tabs into Windows File Explorer on Windows 11. <laughs> Microsoft, a massive, stupid company who doesn't listen to their audience. You are not a massive, you're a bigger company now, whatever. But yeah, but Microsoft. It took, it took it took them like seven years to do it, so maybe it'll take Notion that long. <laughs> It shouldn't. You're not that big yet. Sorry. I don't care how big billion dollar blah, blah, blah. Put the damn tabs in the map. And if anyone replies to this saying use the browser, (laughs) I'll certainly come and find you. (laughs) Because no, I don't want to use the goddamn browser. Why should I use an inferior experience just to get tabs? I mean, not being funny. Google doesn't do tabs very well on your phone either. (laughs) 
how many how many how many tabs do you have open in your Google search? You go into the tabs, you're like, I've got seven hundred and thirteen tabs open. I have so many tabs open now; it's over nine hundred. It's actually got to the point where it's like literally an infinity symbol. Um, Wait, but that's the thing. Like Google doesn't do tabs well. Obsidian no. does. Like it's yeah. literally a number button at the bottom. You push it. It, it like the mobile tabs experience works the same as a desktop tab experience <laughs> and the ipad is the same i'm going to do a video on the ipad and the mobile update because for whatever reason no one's talking about ipad or mobile of obsidian like when you look for obsidian it's all desktop it's all desktop versions they're all screen sharing i suppose it's easier to that's my guess oh. but even when you look at notion most notion videos aren't ipad notion videos they're desktop no, because videos. you try and do an ipad notion video and you're basically screaming at it the entire time because it doesn't work it does it's in, in their defense just to be completely and utterly fair they have made lots of updates and it's much better than it used to be but it's you can't polish a turd <laughs> and, i was literally and, about to use the exact same analogy <laughs> But that is polishing a turd and putting sparkles on top. It's still bad. It is just bad, which is such a shame because for many people, they love it. And if they did update it, I, I am now at the point whenever someone does consulting, I'm like, do you use your mobile a lot? Do you use your um, tablet, hey, tablet a lot? <laughs> and, and they go, yes. I'm like, okay, Notion is not um, a good user experience for you. Mm-hmm. And something you, else I want to add in here. It, you should never buy any of the templates that I sell or any of the templates anyone sells, to be quite frank, mm -hmm. if you're a mobile user. And something to add in here, because I've I've been testing this out while I've been looking at the iPad. Excalibur is a plugin I've never used because I'm not an iPad user. I don't have a tablet. Um, and that's mainly what it's for. Drawing, writing, scribbling and stuff. I don't intend on creating fancy things with images and icons and change this the the font and the style of the arrows and light i don't give a toss i just want to be able to scribble on my pad on the ipad and you know what you can on obsidian excalibur and the whole note is doable mm. and it's it's i'm not going to say it's seamless but i went backward as a non-ipad user i'm going to say i went backwards and forwards between apple notes and obsidian the only reason I could tell the difference is because of the look. Like there was almost no difference from my personal experience writing. I actually preferred Obsidian's Excalibur because in Apple Notes, you've got a page and you scroll up and down. Hmm. Whereas Excalibur is an infinite canvas, so you can move in any direction. Yeah. You want to type in Apple Notes, you push the type. You want to type in Excalibur, <clears throat> you push the type. You want to write, write. You want to write, write. You want to draw, draw. Do what you want. You can scribble, do... Like all the basic stuff you can do in Apple Notes, you can do in Excalibur and Obsidian, but you can also link the notes with other things. So you can create a link in Excalibur just like you would in Obsidian. Apple Notes doesn't have that feature because it's Apple. So I'm like, okay, now I'm trying to think as a student, like a modern student, because when I was a student, I never had tablets. Like one person in my entire uni experience hadn't had a tablet. Everyone was using laptops. Most students now, my sister included, have tablets. And I'm thinking, okay, tablet use. What would I use it for? Well, I need a link to something online, probably a PDF or whatever. We've got that. I need Zotero because academic articles. I've got that. 
I need to link it with my note taking. I want to highlight in Zotero. The Zotero uh, iPad app's actually quite good. Um, I need to highlight it, and then I need to export it somewhere. Notion. <laughs> Disgusting. You right now? Uh, Notion. I tried so hard to get Zotero to work with Notion because yeah, people because people yeah. were asking me about it. I would much rather headbutt a wall for an hour. <laughs> like. Was... Yeah, do they even have a public API, Zotero? <clears throat> um, public API, no. Can you integrate it with things? Yes. Um, because obviously the Zotero integrations plugin works with it. Right. But oh yeah, no. Just just no. Just no. You'd be you'd be better off doing a highlighting in Microsoft Edge and then embedding the PDF inside a notion. That you'd be better off doing that. And to be fair, the highlight in Edge isn't bad. Um yeah, when you when you bring up a PDF in Microsoft Edge, you know you can obviously read it like text to speech anyway. Oh when, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, then you've got Scribble as well. So if you've got Edge on your iPad, you can scribble on the PDF. But it's a very similar experience to Zotero. Cool. Did, did you not know that? My 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 brain is just cottoned on from the highlighting to another another thing now. A change in my process. Well, I say change, but uh move back. Before you go I... there. Yeah. Keep keep that keep that posted note in your head. Um yeah, so with the with the student experience on the iPad, I think it's better in Obsidian for lots of reasons, not just the hey, we can do these sorts of things, but you've got the writing, you've got the linking, you've got the text. You can put PDFs in there if you want, but I would use Zotero. So everything I would want as a student from my head at the moment on my iPad slash tablet, Obsidian does, and it looks nice. And what with the tabs, which is what I realized. If you've got multiple lectures, because a lecture to me is just a note, Ooh. you can just Ooh. have your different notes up for the different lectures. Oh, that's go a bit and forwards. Nice. Yeah. Oh, when's my next lecture? I'll just go to my other note that has the stuff in. Like you don't have to go to a different page in Notion or open up a database or open up a toggle somewhere that's going to load who knows what. But you can also do that in Obsidian. Oh, you mean open up a toggle to? Yeah, that's the toggle, but more right. of the the database thing. But you can oh, also do that, which is I'm the thing that I think is where Obsidian is basically going to kill Notion. It it could. What well, with the database folder plugin? Have you seen the roadmap? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the roadmap is basically recreate Notion databases. But uh, mm-hmm. basically, what it is. I, mean, well, I don't think seriously, developer, if you listen. Change the goddamn name. <laughs> Notion database plugin. Millions. Well, I mean, I it's free anyway, but still. <laughs> you will get more downloads faster than you can say Notion sucks. But the thing is, how did DataView get its, get its popularity? DataView, when you think about it, what does that do? You view I data. I think it's the other plugins that use DataView. No, no, as in like, how did the plugin get big? The community were talking about how DataView was such a good plugin. Mm. It, it wasn't the name that got it big. It was the That's community true. talking about it. But still, change the goddamn name. Or at least be easier. Or at least please keep to the same name because now it's called database plugin or whatever it, it's database folder on the community plugins but once you've installed it's it it's db folder. folder 
And that is confusing for new people. I mean, I don't care. I know what it was before, but that uh, from a, a user experience thing needs to change. And I can guess why, because otherwise it's going to be too big and not fit in the thing. Well, no, because but... it, it wraps. So it wraps. So the, no, the text wraps. Do it. Because the advanced mobile toolbar community plugin, <laughs> uh, it's got like advanced mobile and then toolbar underneath because it's such a long name. Yeah. Yeah. but yeah are you done with your thought yes yes you can carry on now i was just talking about like the ipad experience because it's it's good i need to do a video on it because i need an ipad yeah so do i i'm i'm thinking about getting one because like since the update i'm like this is so nice and i actually i've actually started you may have seen in my um vault i've got three excalibur notes now you can't see them in publish because publish just shows you, hey, here's an Excalibur thing, change the version. So obviously you can't see what I've written. But the notes that I've taken for videos, I was just scribbling down on the iPad. And I was like, oh, there's that thing and that thing. And you can just create a square and then move that block of text wherever you want. So if you want columns inside of Obsidian, use Excalibur. And you can but use text. You can actually just add CSS and make columns, but still. Well, yeah, but that requires code. Very little code. Create, create, Excalibur, note, write stuff. Or type stuff, either way. <gasps> what if you use the buttons plugin? Because you what? could use the buttons. So I'm just thinking about columns now. Like, how well, there, could There is a columns make... plugin. All right. Oh, you didn't know that. You just ended that conversation, but yeah, cool. I knew that totally. Isn't it like admonition or something? No, that's call out. That's another plugin, but yeah, admonition is a call out plugin that isn't really used anymore because call outs are native to Obsidian. You need to keep up with these 679 plugins. Oh, great, thanks. Yeah, I have loads of time to do that. <laughs> the text generator one's pretty good, it allows you to use API, uh, API AI. Yeah, you, you give it a queue. You give it a queue, uh, and then it reaches out to the whatever um, AI service thingy is for the text generation, uh, and then it gives you whatever it is that you've queued it inside of Obsidian. What is it called? You'll have to rewind and listen to the podcast. No, you will tell me now. <laughs> what is it called? Text generator. Capano did a, a blog post about it recently. There is another one that isn't in the community plugins vault. But yeah, it's like 0.08 version. It's got hardly any downloads because it doesn't really make sense um to anyone that's looking at it but yeah it uses ai so you sign up to an ai thing which is free and then you get a load of triggers with ai and then you give it a trigger inside of obsidian you run the command and then it'll go to the ai say processing processing and then it will pump out whatever you've asked it so brainstorm how to make a viral youtube video i think was the example that they use in the video thingy uh, and then it comes up with like a list of five or six things that it's just found and they actually make sense. But yeah, I, I did one just to toy around with Ali a little bit. I said, um, write an introduction for Ali Abdal's productivity book. And it literally wrote out a paragraph explaining that Ali Abdal was going to write a productivity book. And he was going to cover, I think it was time management, productivity tips and hacks, uh, and then some other words. But they basically looked at all like the keyword jargony stuff, like AI looked at the keyword jargony stuff and dumped it into a paragraph. I was like, that's cool. Yes, I'm going to do a mm. video on it. Yeah, because my brain is just like, oh, that is very cool. Yeah, there are tons of I'm currently, 
I currently use Jasper, which is a lot of money. Right. Yeah, I'm and, not in the well, big, I'm not in the AI world and stuff, but. I'm only in it for like saving my brain. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to install that one and just have that sitting there to go play with. There we go. This is this is one of the things about my YouTube channel at the moment is it's it's going to literally be hey have you seen this plugin you can do this hey have you seen this plugin you can do this but what I want to do in the midst of all that is say here's how you can plan your week in Obsidian and create a workflow ish type thing that people can follow rather than just saying this is what you could do. Because that's where I think Notion exploded quite well, is that use cases were being shown. And I think if this collab works, this sync collab works, even though it's not a business in a traditional sense of earning money, it's still managing multiple people in a sync vault. Which is what a business does. Yeah. So I, I could frame it as managing my business or managing a business in Obsidian. With I, I know, I know that Kim and I have discussed trying out Obsidian in the new year as the main thing that we use. Is Kim a Obsidian user or is she still? Uh, she does use t she does use Obsidian. I know she tried not, it, but I'm, I'm not sure whether she's in it all the time. I can't remember what. I said we said something that I can't remember now, but she's familiar enough with Obsidian to use. It. I mean, if she can use the thing is that if you can use Notion, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that use Obsidian. That's the thing. If you can get your brain around Notion, Obsidian is basically oh, is that it? Hmm. It's like yes, that is it, and every little piece of like stuff that yeah. So reversing a little bit back to the Tana video, um, because we sort of bypassed that a little bit. <laughs> the actual video includes me walking through. It's kind of like a how-to video of how I've done what I've done, rather than a this is how I'm using. Um, and what I've what I've reverted to doing is explaining Tana using Obsidian and Notion terminology. Hmm. Because I was like, how do I explain this thing? Because from an outsider, when I was starting to learn Tana, I've been using Tana for a week as of today. I was so confused as to how any of it made sense. Like, I don't understand what a contextual field is. I don't understand what a field is. I don't understand what, what's the difference between a node and the other node, because you have a circle node, a colored circle node, a circle node with dots around it, a colored circle node with dots around it, a diamond node, a diamond colored node, a diamond multicolored node, then a circle node with dots around it that is no, a circle node with lines around it. And yeah, it's 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 I'm gone. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was for the fact I'm to that bye. Yeah. There there are bye. so many different types of nodes because there's no headings, there's no pages, it's just nodes. Yeah, mark markdown doesn't exist. Yeah, I, I'm trying to like go through it anyway. So what I've done is said a field is like YAML information or metadata in Obsidian or a property in Notion. It's like literally what a field is. A super tag is a template. Yeah, it, it's basically a template. So you apply a tag, super tag, to a node page and it creates a fields 
template on the node. Yes, it's extremely challenging to get your head around. And you can put nodes inside of fields. So essentially, that's like putting a backlink inside of piece of information. So you know when you've got like inline information with the two colons for data view and you put a link? Yeah, that's what's that's the same as putting a node inside of a field of another node. And because everything is a node, it's so hard to explain stuff. Like I ended up, I ended up saying so many times, this is a normal node inside of a node that's in a field inside of another node. <laughs> How do you explain this to people? <laughs> And then obviously you can expand and collapse the nodes just like bullet points, but they're not bullet points, they're nodes, because nodes you can go into and it becomes a page, but it's not a page because it's a node. Yeah, everything. How do you recreate anything of your like workflow in that tool? I, I have done is it. it. Is it, is it po it's possible then? Yeah, I've done it. I just... I don't like it, but I've done it. There are positives to it. So when you add a super tag... So there are no pages? Nah. <laughs> um, so, every... so, so hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. So everything is a node. So you basically have one page, page, pane, panel, whatever, and you put all the nodes inside of a... Yeah... So, I mean, the video the video obviously has visuals to explain it. You have a home page, which is your workspace, which is a personal workspace. Uh -huh. Then inside of that page, you put nodes, which are basically bullets. And those nodes, basically bullets, are pages or what you would associate as pages. That is so restrictive. Because it's not because when you push the node, you zoom in on the node and it becomes a page, but it looks like a page. And then when you add nodes, it's basically adding indented nodes. Yeah, it's it's easier when you actually see it and the video explains yeah. it. But yeah, so I've, I've gone through it and then you can have multiple workspaces inside of an account. And then, yeah, it. It's very confusing for anyone that's used PKM tools before because the well, non-outliner PKM tools before because it is, like I say, a pure outliner. Yeah, that's the thing, because Rome's a pure outliner as well. You can fake it and make it not an outliner, but it is a pure outliner, which is why I didn't get along with Rome. Mm -hmm. And is not as restrictive as Rome, but it's Tana is Logseek Rome Notion. It's not Obsidian. It's it's just not. Um no. the the views, the database views that everyone's saying, oh, it's like Notion. It's not. Um it's it functions the same as every other query. <laughs> like you have properties of the page slash node. <laughs> And then you have the content of the page slash node, which is bullet points or other nodes that are also page slash nodes. Um, so it's just the only difference is you can query anything 
which turns it into not a table or a database or anything, but it turns it into a result of stuff. <clears throat> but that's just data view. And it's easier than data view. No, it's not because it's a different language. It's still using the same sort of stuff. Like in tasks, in Obsidian, in the task plugin, you type tasks, not done. In Tana, you write to do, not done. Yeah. Like, and they do the same thing. Obsidian will then render all of the tasks, irrespective of how many of you got. Tana mm -hmm. will restrict you to 2,500 tasks because it can't load any more than that because it's on your browser. Just saying. That's a hard limit at the moment. They may expand it. And I'm going to... There's loads of stuff about this that I don't like, which I'm going to share in my Obsidian comparison video. But this one, I was like, what's the point then? I tried to do my working notes inside of Tana. And you'll see in the video that I've got with Francesco, they are no longer templated. Because if you template information inside the nodes, you can't move any other node in it. So if I template the page and say synopsis, introduction, background, conclusion, other references, I can't put another top level node in between them. Because it's template information that goes elsewhere. So if I want to add a heading, which is a node, I can't. So it has to be on the page, which means every page that is a working page that has that super tag needs to be formatted in the same way. No. No. Exactly. Yeah. No. No. It's just not a writing experience. Anyway, back to the point that you uh, put down. You post it noted. Yeah, I actually put it in Obsidian because I would forget. Yes, <laughs> I saw you. Like, <laughs> I was just like, no, I'm just going to put it in Obsidian. Which I, like, before I go there, that is the damn point and why Obsidian will always win for me personally. Because if I was to do this in Notion, and I've done it in Notion when I've had points and ideas, the effort, and it sounds like Tana's exactly the same, the effort just to quickly put an idea down. I'm already on my page for today. And even if I wasn't on the page for, the, for today, I don't give a shit. I don't have to think about that. It doesn't matter where the bloody hell it is. It's just there. I put it down. It's there and I can find it again if I want it. Without having to think. And that is why I love it. On the interest of not having to think, I bloody well installed Readwise again. I've gone back to Readwise. <clears throat> right. Interesting. However, for very specific things, and that is just my Kindle books. I kind of thought that was it. <laughs> yeah. It is primarily for Kindle. I have removed it from everywhere else, and I've redesigned the template. Um, so I had another template for Readwise, but now I have redesigned it and have updated and deleted all my stuff. I've cleaned up like literally half my vault. This is great. <laughs> I was like, finally able to take off that sort out folder shit. Tick, damn, thank you very much. Yes. That was like three months ago when I first started. Is it even three months? I don't even remember, but who cares? I, I had my folders messy for over a year. Yeah. And so I finally was able to go through because most of my notes in Obsidian were my Readwise ones. And now I've updated my template. I've changed it so that it works the way I want it to, which is really good. And I do like um, Readwise uh, sync feature with Obsidian. You can create the YAML. You can create everything yourself. I think that's really cool. But specifically, I'm going to be using it for <clears throat> and only for um, my Kindle books because 
nothing else works. I can't get Zotero if they, God knows, like if someone can create something that works as well as Readwise for Kindle books, I will leave Readwise. But I can't because I like to read Kindle and I like my books and I like my notes sinking in there. And I'm just like, it's too good now. It's too good. And then combine that with the uh, DB folder plugin. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> well, that's a bit nice. And I've actually added in a type so that I can see the type. Now, I'm going to change that because I saw your DB folder plugin, which can do tags instead, which I think I'm going to switch to because that's cleaner and nicer. Um, like a select so that I can have the universal naming convention. This is one of the things that I've I've been speaking with the developer of uh, DB folder inside the GitHub. I don't like the naming of tags because the tags property is the multi-select property and it's not just tags. The only way you make it tags uh, is with the column ID uh -huh. and making the column ID tags. Ah, yeah, so there's a select that I can use and mm -hmm. I think I might actually so I have a couple of fields a couple of, of in the YAML of a couple of things I've actually manually changed them to a certain type because I want to be able to see what types of stuff I've got in how much academic papers and I might even use the yeah, what you look completely confused no, but I don't I... want any more tags I don't no. want to have any more sorry yeah. I don't want to have any more tags as in actual obsidian tags i like the minimal tag structure that i have but i need a little bit more data mm -hmm. so i'm going to be putting that in and it's that's just channel information yeah no yeah, so where, where i went off was yeah. the select property if you change the select column id to tags it would work the same as the tags yeah. property because it's the yaml information so you yeah, can restrict so you can restrict yeah. the tags on the page yeah that's the plan that's what I'm doing. That's something I'm gonna. I was gonna be doing today. It's on my list of like actually turning the type into a, a select, so I don't have to have like a page somewhere else telling me like the limits of what I have to use. Because and obviously you can use filter groups to filter for certain tags. <laughs> so I can see all my academic papers, all of my Kindle stuff. Like I can see all of that, and that's what I want to be able to do, so that I can go in when I want to have a bit of a just a moment of just putting things together and going through like the process of code i i can right now primarily my obsidian is for like um task management and project management at the moment but i'm slowly because i'm doing multiple workshops and i'm writing my workshop i'm slowly coming back to using like pkming and that right there goes against almost everyone that talks about obsidian Everyone that says Obsidian, you can't manage projects and tasks in Obsidian. That's what they say. They just say don't no know how to use it. Because yep. you can, and I am. Task plugins, data view, there we go. I'm actually going to be making some changes today. I've been I'm waiting for my brain to actually give me some space to do it. But I've come up with a few things that I'm going to be changing in my daily to help me more. And because it's going to be super simple to change and I don't have to think about it, I'm going to change it once and then it's done. Template, thank you. Yep. One thing that I did see um, on Twitter the other day, which I found amusing, was someone was saying, Notion, can we please have a way to signify when I've completed a task? Obsidian has that. <laughs> what do you mean? Sorry. So inside of Notion, when you tick a task off, there is it's no way. To... 
yeah it goes but there's no way to record when it was ticked off you can have like last edited but then if you go in and then edit the page in some way it then changes the last edit so you don't know when you completed the task obsidian does obsidian has that it's even got a checkbox that tells you when you completed it and it does it automatically you don't have to worry about it and i'm i'm i feel like i find myself going through twitter and every once in a while i'll see someone moaning about notion i'm like obsidian can do that I'll just leave this here and then I at mention Obsidian and then Obsidian can do that. Obsidian can do that. <laughs> I feel like I'm the the unofficial marketing person. <laughs> you probably are. Like I know Nick Milo is the bigger the bigger person in the Obsidian space. I mean, you obviously did the the collaboration with Tiago, which I disagree with um, him on <laughs> with some of those bits with some of the ratings, uh, some of them quite drastically. But he doesn't talk about Obsidian. He talks about linking your thinking, mm. which is fine. And I don't talk specifically about Obsidian. I talk about extended cognition, extended brain stuff. But I still talk more about Obsidian than Nick. I don't see Obsidian that much on Nick's feeds. But yeah. Yeah, I'm the unofficial Obsidian ambassador. Yay. I'm just having a moment of enjoying the recurring task feature. Sorry, I, I found a task that I needed to tick off because I finished it. And it's like, mm -hmm, recurring task, tick that one. Review business infrastructure projects every month, tick that off, off we go. And it's done it for a month's time. And I don't have to worry about it. No fucking formulas, no fucking tweaking, no fucking, did that actually work? No, it just bloody works, which is what Obsidian is. It just bloody works. And I do love it. And what you said right there, you can see it works. You don't have to go on the back end of something to try and that, work out, did it work? Didn't it work? Is it in the right place? Is it on the right day? You can see it. It's just text. Yeah. I'm curious with your recurring task, do you have it in a specific page? Because obviously it creates the task underneath or above the task. You're playing with that at the moment. Right. Because I'm not sure how I want it to work. But I'm just playing because I've only just started using it. I don't usually use recurring tasks in my business because they never work. I just completely ignore them. So I'm wondering whether to create. I wonder if there's a way of actually creating something which. Oh, yeah, because in the name, it will actually have the little recurring symbol. So I could actually do a search for specifically that in data view, probably. You name. lost me. I mean, the way I would probably do it is just have like a tasks dashboard and just have the recurring tasks in there. Oh, that's a good idea. That's much easier. Is I have it? a task dashboard. <laughs> that, that's what I'm thinking about doing with them um, habits. So I'm I'm trying to recreate some of the workflow use cases from Notion in Obsidian. And a habit tracker inside of Obsidian is extremely easy and there's so many different ways to do it. But if you were to use the task plugin with recurring tasks, you can have tasks appear in your task view because it can appear from anywhere you want. You just query it. So if you've got a, a, a habits a habits page, have the recurring task on there for every day, it will appear in your daily note. When you tick it off, it's going to recur and the next version will be in the next note. It's just yeah. there. One Another thing that I'm looking at doing now so now that I've got, so visual is important for me. I care a lot about the visual stuff. So one thing that I'm now going to be doing, um, and one of the things I'm looking at today is to start using CSS because I have that knowledge enough. And I think I showed, was it Rainmaker or whatever? I shared it with you. Like mm -hmm. most of it's CSS. And I'm like, okay, so if I can just use HTML, 
which I saw from another video that I've been watching, of like, you can just use HTML and put something inside of the HTML and it will change the formatting. I'm like, right, well, why don't I just bloody, like, there's a lot you can do with it that you I can, didn't You can change realize. it completely. You, I mean, that's that's how, so inside of the Obsidian hub, at the bottom of every page, they have a footer. It's a, it's a Git footer. Uh, and they have three buttons and they mm. are literal buttons. And what they've done, you, you can download the vault, uh, for free because it's obviously a public thingy and then you can have a look at what they've done but they've added a code snippet an html code class to it and then inside the css they've referenced the class and then added certain things so yes it looks like a button and it functions the way you would expect it to because they've just added html in the markdown page and then referenced the html class in the css of the published page which is what i'm going to look to do in my um potential uh version four of the course yeah yeah, because that's something that I'm, I wonder whether, so I don't actually know this, maybe you will. Will it render in live preview? Yes. Uh, live preview, no. Uh, live preview, the HTML hides and it keeps the class information on it, but it renders in reading view because the reading view is where the uh, the HTML class and the CSS interact. You could You could do it potentially in your theme, your CSS theme, but I'm not entirely sure whether that would work in live preview though. Cause that's what, cause I spend most of my time in live preview. I don't spend much time in reading gear. Yeah. I'm the same. So I want to make sure that live preview can render some of that CSS. So I would need to do it in my actual theme. Or in a snippet. Or in a snippet. <clears throat> yeah. Cause you'd need the CSS to run your side. Um, and you, you, yeah, you might need to, Actually, I would go to the appearance tab, uh, the appearance channel inside of Obsidian and ask them in there because that's where Capano spends most of his time uh, and some of the other CSS nerds. <laughs> yeah, I will. So, I'll yeah. put those on task. Oh, it's going to be really difficult. For me, it's Alt-T and then I type it out. Yeah, I know. I'm on my homepage where I just literally press Command-Enter and then I type it <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, it's... It's just so easy to work inside of Obsidian. I just yeah, I know. And I, I know we've literally spent the entire time just uh, I think this whole entire podcast has become Obsidian is wonderful. Everything else sucks. <laughs> we talk about Zotero, we talk about research, we talk about other stuff sometimes. <laughs> uh... But I think I think the PKM space in general would benefit from a collaborative space for people to talk about all this stuff. Yeah. Because I certainly think it's something that's missing. Yeah. It is. It very much is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just was like, oh, that could be a task because it was a thing that I had to do and I'm going to do it. I just press tick now and then it's done. It's just lovely. I it don't have to. Do you, do you use the actual task or do you use the, the query to tick them off? Um, varies. Yeah, I'm the same. If it's if I've made it in the same page and I just happen to do it later later in the day, I just tick it off in there, and obviously yeah. it works anyway. Um, yeah. But when I'm in the task room, I'm like, oh yeah, I should do that thing. Tick, ah, dick. <laughs> yeah. Right. Is there anything else you wanted to add? No. Fun cool. times. Yeah. Spoke about Tana, spoke about science, sync collaboration, got loads of things. Don't know what we're going to title it, but I'm sure we'll come up with something. <laughs> it's, your, it's your problem. I just steal your title. Yeah, I know. I renamed the audio and then I just, yep. 
I rename the audio once I've decided what the title is going to be on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I just put a, some form of description based on my memory. And if I can't remember that, I just put, we spoke about these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I'm going to I'm not going to lie. I, I don't what I don't listen to the podcast. Uh, I just watch back certain bits of the, the YouTube video sometimes. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you, you were in the conversation, you were taking notes as you were going. So it kind of makes sense. I mean, yeah, totally. I'm going to end it now before I hit you. <laughs>